0: Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die, and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Something Super Spiritual. I'm very happy to be back. It's It's been a couple weeks. I mean, I think I haven't had an interview for almost three, maybe. I have been in the midst of narrating a book for audible for an audiobook and and I have a couple more to do after this I believe so yeah it's been great fun a big learning curve I mean a learning curve with regard to the the, the software um researching how to go about doing it tips and pointers on actually narrating it and then the 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 tech aspect I mean putting on a sound engineer hat and trying to figure out settings and levels and and equalizer levels and noise gate levels and and yeah it's been a lot of fun it's been a whole lot of fun so that will probably be out um, hopefully in the next couple of months but for now I have Dominic Zenden with us this week and Dominic is able to see the colors of the auras and I say the auras because everything is energy, right? Everything is energy. Everything is is uh, vibrating at a frequency. We have auras around our bodies. Animals have auras. Plants have auras. I mean, everything is energy. So he can see this. Since a little kid, he can see these colors with his physical eyes. And it is so interesting and it is so fascinating to hear him talk and tell his stories Dominic is an author of seven books. His first book was in 2006 called Spirit Motivator. He's been a professional psychic medium since 2000. He has a podcast called Twisted and Misunderstood, Zenden 23, on all podcast podcast platforms. Over 200 episodes. Paranormal, spiritual, aliens, love this. He was the resident medium on the show Ghost House in the UK for four years satellite TV live to our weekly paranormal show questions and answers and radio host the paranormal uncut radio show. In other words, Dominic is really busy. (laughs) He has been doing aura photographic profiling. That's been a big part of his life for 22 years. Seeing auras has been a natural way of how he sees life since he can remember. Every person, tree, animal, rock has an aura signature from the brightness of bright to the subtlest of delicate, fragile color washes. Growing up, he would see the world and the things in it as colors. People's names did not matter, just the colors that they shone with. Trees were alive with the kaleidoscope seasons, misty white in winter to brilliant pinks, purples, greens, and reds in the summers. Oh, how beautiful. Inviting others to join him in his unique visions of multicolored auras was never that straightforward. I can imagine I mean, if you're used to seeing life in this fractal colored kaleidoscope way, I mean I mean I, the way I look at it when I was talking to him, to me it was like like I know people that are completely colorblind, right? They just don't have that um, experience to really know colors the way those of us that see colors know colors, right? And it's the way that I was thinking about it with his experience. He has this extra perception that he can see the energy and the colors within the energy and, uh, you know, differently than most of us that can't. And I just think that's, that's so incredible. I mean, he even sees sound as colors which how cool is that okay so let me continue on here he discovered early on in life that people did not share his love of color well that's what he thought until it dawned on him that people just didn't see the world through the same colorful perception he did many only see 35 percent of what actually the colors of the actual color spectrum and and Not that you're missing out, he says, but how can you miss what you've never witnessed, right? The blessing of seeing auras for him is incalculable. Every color has a meaning, every meaning unique to each individual aura, situation, and person. He's learned how to spot different characteristics in people, animals, plants, and trees, how to change the vibration or frequency of an energy in the aura in order to alter the state of well-being of the person for the better. Calmer thoughts lead to less confrontational and more content way of living. All can be monitored through the aura. How cool is this? This is how he chose to use his unique insights, helping people find the right balance, the right people who match their aura, And most importantly, the inner peace that is created when you discover personal balance and a calm emotional state of thought. He sees so many that live in fear. They have no idea that everything starts with them and the way they think, thus the way they attract. The mind is so powerful creating what you believe and your aura shares that information with Dominic. So you guys, this is really, really fascinating. I'm so happy to have had him here with us. I've got a big lineup of people coming up in the next couple of months. It's really exciting. So I'll be, I'll be, once I have things um, nailed down in the calendar, I'll be letting you know what's happening, what's, what's going on. And don't forget you guys, this is all on YouTube now for so those of you that like to watch and listen, go there. I'm going to be starting my own lives on YouTube, so I hope you guys join join me there. Uh, we'll do some live readings. We'll I'll bring on some guests to do live readings as well, and that'll be that'll be super fun. So, all right, you guys, let's get to this episode with Dominic. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week.
1: Everything starts with a conversation, yeah. And if you start the conversation, you're going to discover new knowledge, yeah, because you're going to be curious. So, what better way? And what easier way there is, is to have really wonderful conversation with like minded people who just wish to explore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. It's okay. Well, Dominic, welcome to something super spiritual. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank it's an honor to talk with you. And I can't wait to get into all of this good stuff. About the auras and the colors, and your journey. Like I'm so curious about how this opened up for you. So, has this been a lifelong thing for you? Have did did you did you sense sense all of this spiritual vision and sight and feelings <laughs> from the crib, or, or are you uh, later in life?
1: Oh no, um, let me give you a little bit of background to to me. Yes, because um, at six years old, I was buying UFO books to read. Okay, so going into 2nd bookshops, spending my money on people who are writing about UFO stories. I was so curious about anything extraterrestrial and anything in the ufology field. So yeah. first off, very very curious. Yep. Always heard voices, always had echoes in my head. So from a very early age, probably from about five in my memory, I used to sleep with the radio on. Um earpiece in and my ear bent against the pillow so I wouldn't be able to be disturbed by the voices that echoed and it was voices that echoed in my head that could drive me to distraction and and it could be it could be quite difficult but I love my little radio and I got into music and into all the, the 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 yeah the radio stations around the the, the world during that period of time, so radio and talking and stuff, you know you can imagine the moon landings in nineteen sixty nine there was me and my radio just plugged in, listening under yeah. the covers, yeah. amazing time, and i wasn 't very old, but I can still recall that that memory, mm-hmm. so they're really the first things and then I go to school, and all I see really is colors around people. yeah I mean I got used to them around my parents because my parents were forever curious about me but never really acknowledging me so they would stick me to doctors for tests and all sorts of things so i'd have to go and put the, the line in the cage because they said my eyesight wasn't quite working right or my iq level was a fantasist and so i had all that to contend with you know very young and when you when you see voices in color someone talks to you and it's like they're they're throwing out a dagger full of reds and blacks and greens. And you're thinking, what do those colors mean? It was like the firework display coming from someone's mouth. Wow! And, and then you sit there and you watch people's auras quickly move, you know, really shift because they don't half shift. You know, they, they really do. They run quite quickly and, and yeah. change and shift again. And my world was like, wow, all this stuff, you know, and, and it was all in playing as well. That the one thing it combinated in was me not having any sense of danger. I used to climb the highest trees, throw myself off the highest swings. Yeah. Literally, literally, I didn't care. Yeah. I just because I had no fear. Yeah. No fear at all. And the more I look back on that, which I have fear now, I can tell you, quite happily, (laughs) but the more I look back on that, the 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 understanding of being eternal was always a part of my conception of thought. Oh, wow. Although wow. I didn't know how to articulate it. You know, as a six-year-old boy, you know, I just wanted to listen to radio, play football, run around, climb trees, and do yeah. really awful things, you know, like jumping off swings.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> been there.
1: <laughs> I'm I sure we've that. got a lot of similarities. <laughs> I'm sure we have. And, yeah, the more we talk, the more we'll find so much in common, I'm sure. Totally,
0: yeah. Going back then when you were a child and you were seeing these colors in their voice, in their aura, and, and did you see it with your physical eyes or did you see it in your third eye or both? Or No, it's
1: physical. It's, it's, a, it's a physical thing for me. It's a vibration of color because everything's on frequency. Right. And when you've got a frequency around a person, a tree, a stone, a bush, a bird, that frequency actually seems to come into my sight. There's a a medical word for it that I was told a long, long time ago, what it meant to be able to see colors. But I can see colors from musical notes, from someone playing the piano to someone screaming and shouting. You know, that's why I love music so much, because I can actually, I can go into my own world and Mm -hmm. I can watch the light show. And it's, it's something which I've always been able to do. And I've taken it for granted a lot of it because you get so used to it because oh, it's ordinary. Sure. It's just a normal ordinary thing and i never really thought of it as anything different or special or anything other than just uh, gives me the edge because yeah. if someone talks to me i can see their aura if someone starts to you know shout at me i can see the changes in the emotion and everything for me was color related into emotions yeah so so i sort of got to know that
0: that's fascinating i i I love that visual because I have had that in my past too, not so much as a child, but in 2006, I became attuned to Reiki and, and the side effect for me was that it just blew me open spiritually. It ignited all the spiritual senses. And so since then, I know what you're talking about with music. When I would watch musicians on a stage, uh, like a, maybe a a piano player or, um, a little, like a jazz group with like th- you know four or five people i would see this energy swirling through around them through the, their music and it's like this little vortex that's created and it just swirls and it goes up and and i and, and and it expands and you can see it around the people and how it affects them and what's going on and it just you see this this lifting in that room you know what i mean that space
1: oh yeah what what other people feel we can obviously see yeah 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 and and, and I, I i train people to f- go with their senses to go with the thoughts and, and where they feel because so often we close off from our our senses don't we we don't go with what we feel but it's yeah. always there the emotion yeah. the thought is always there and and that is a part of our experience plus yeah, so we we're the lucky ones. We get to see the fireworks and the the lovely mellow yellows and the gorgeous oranges and the beautiful blues and the turquoises and the yeah, yeah and the the lovely pearl greys all coming from people when they sing or when yeah. they play an instrument and and to me it's just that draw gets even bigger for me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and and the familiarity of it. So yeah. there's music I've been listening to since about 1969, 1968, and you play the same song the same colors come back and the familiarity is like taking a a trip into a memory which is really what we all are as souls Mm -hmm. we're we're memory based we're experience based we're storing that knowledge that energy in our souls and it's like having a little time capsule that i can relate back to yeah so you get instant connection back into that particular moment so That's how important it is. I mean, I look at my five senses as unlocking my sixth sense, but I also think of things like colors and smells and sense, all connected into the spiritual experience.
0: You know, it's funny when you were talking about senses and smells and uh, we're talking about colors. I have, as a child, I I would, as I was explaining whatever I would be saying, I would get mixed up in in, in how I was describing things. And I would say, Instead of saying I smell grape, I would say I smell purple, or or I you know I, I instead of smelling um, like say grass, I would say I smell green, okay. trying to say grass, but then the color would actually come out before the actual what I was smelling. Sure, um, yeah, so sure. that that uh, makes sense. And
1: it's it's also for us as adults now working as mediums and aura people and all the things we work at. It's a way into meditative state. Because you can use a smell to take you straight into that state Ooh. of mind. Yeah. So instead of having all this sitting down and, you know, calming down and all the other things, use a scent. I use eucalyptus before ah. I talk to anybody, before I work, I'll be sitting there sniffing the back of my hand. And it's not because I like sniffing the back of my hand, right. it's because that scent relates me to that space that is my safe space in my tree in my garden mm-hmm. where i can feel at ease and safe and that. and it's that yeah it, it works in all types of situations in life if you're if you've got a phobia if you're not you don't want to fly you don't want to get in the car you're a little bit scared before you get on stage because we all face it don't we we all go on stage and talk about this and you know i'm now doing tv and radio and stuff we all get very nervous about these things a little bit of eucalyptus on the back of my hand and those fears disappear because i'm in my familiar safe space and i can
0: perform i love that and that's a really great piece of advice for people who are listening that may not have heard that in that way yet no, they, they I, has me, I haven't even heard that, that like, I'm going to start doing that.
1: It's such a great way of being able to shortcut the environment you, you're in, in order to relax you and yeah. you need it. Um, as a performer, should we mm-hmm. just say as a stage medium or as sure. a TV host or a podcast host, we all have our nerves. We all get you know a little bit nervous about what we're going to face and how we're going to perform yeah. and that whatever scent it is, one that aligns to you you know eucalyptus aligns to me for many reasons but that scent is what your secret is to being able to perform from the start right from the moment that camera clicks that audience applause or that radio goes on air you're ready
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i and love just, this yeah you know, I I've, I've always loved aromatherapy, and this ties right into aromatherapy, I imagine. Um, yep. But coming at it through this lens makes more sense to me, given yep. what I do and my senses. You know what I'm saying? That's sure. really great. That's awesome. Thank you.
1: It's okay. It's, uh, it's something I don't believe that knowledge belongs to one person. Mm-hmm. I believe knowledge belongs to
0: everybody. Everybody everybody okay so when in your journey did you start to really understand the colors and what they meant and how did you start to correlate you know red to whatever emotion or mental state and but, you know and all that
1: well i've always sort of knew because i could you could pick up the sense of somebody being angry at you and they would be the red spears or the stars coming through the air you know like the Chinese foreign stars and you would see that and you would see the hostility you see the black the negative emotions you see the yellow of people that are spiritual and articulate and and have a wonderful wonderful sense of calm around them you see the blues of the language speakers the people that wanted so over my first sort of 20 years of life i accumulated just this store of knowing what things meant that's what it was it was like a library of every color you know do you realize there's over 200 shades of orange and right you know, <laughs> sort of you know about 180 shades of blue and you know so you've got all these dynamics of colors and and everybody has different shades you know it's not just one shade of one and it's lots and lots of different shades so it's like anything you accumulate it's a bit like um do you know when you collect those planes you know those cards for sticking in albums yeah. like um yeah we, yeah. That, like American football, and you sort of got the you got the Jets, and you got the you know the mm-hmm. other teams around, and you collect all the stickers. Well, that was like it for me, but it was in here. My sticker book was in here, so every time I came across a new color, I wanted the set. Yeah, you know, I wanted to see what that color meant. So you make a mental note of it, and over the years, you've got this great big sticker book full of colors that you know that when you look at a photograph, you can pick out the little bits of color that the freckles sure. because. A photograph slows everything down to one frame. Yes. One frame and one frame only. And you have a documented color chart around that person. So with the knowledge and with the chart, you can build an aura profile. So it accumulated over probably about 40 years.
0: Wow. So it's a
1: lot lot of knowledge. It's
0: fascinating.
1: yeah but it it wasn't to me it was just a game of collection it was just a game of yeah you know, i want to get the full set uh, you know and even now i come across colors i've never come across before and they just add in yeah you know, i just oh great i can put another one in that in that color yeah you know, i can i've got another purple to put in and and that makes my aura profiles even more detailed right yeah because each one is a is a detailed comprehensive look at someone's energy field you
0: know Back after I became attuned to the Reiki, and I and I started to recognize all of this shift and of all this change, feeling all of these different feels, and and I and I walked into a spiritual store that had the Fiat photography. Um, okay. I, I have dozens, I have dozens of photos, and and at the beginning, it was really more of a like an experiment. It was an experiment for me. I was so curious about what was happening around me during different phases and experiences of emotions or mental states or, or whatever. And it was fascinating to me to be able to go in like say, okay, so this happened after, um, like I did a little ritual for myself in my backyard and connected with spirit. And I talked to anybody who would listen, whether they were, angels or guardians or ascended masters or fairies or, I mean, who, I was talking to everybody, right? And, um, and so, so that was, that was one where after I had this really beautiful, mystical experience with myself, I saw this. Okay. Then, uh, I went in another time where I was going through a really difficult time. I was starting, I was on the precipice of a dark night, and I felt it and it was coming and I was scared and I didn't know what was happening. And it was right after the 2008 crash as all okay. of that went down and I was doing mortgages and I went down and I went down in flames with it. Right.
1: Okay. Um. Okay. And,
0: and my aura was murky and a little muddy and ugly green, ugly yellow, you know, like just really like, it looked like, like a mix between pea soup and <laughs> I mean it was just <laughs> it was just a mess. But anyway, um, so okay. for for me it was it was um an experience or ex- experiment. And I just loved being able to see the difference and recognizing how we we shift during our situations and circumstances in life.
1: Absolutely, totally shift, but are you aware the aura's got three layers?
0: Okay, so now I had heard that, and please explain that for everybody.
1: Okay, and this is part of what I teach and and my accumulated knowledge. We have the outer aura. Okay, the Mm -hmm. outer aura is the hard shell of the aura, Mm -hmm. and it's normally orange and it has and can be many shades of orange. And it's the accumulation of buildup of the personality, the stress levels, the changes. But the outer aura that keeps all the energy in is orange in one of 200 shades. Okay. So far. Right. Then you have the middle aura. And the middle aura is all about communications, emotions, and all the things that go through your mind, your thoughts, your ideas, all that sort of stuff. And they go from pinks to blues to yellows to, to all those sort of shades. So you've got a lot of shades, and you get red in there as well from time to time because you get the mixtures and you get the, the palettes being mixed in, and they all have different meanings. Then you've got the inner aura, and that's all about your body, about your personal fitness, the food that you consume, the things that you smoke, drink, yeah, ingest. Sure. Um, the the area you live in, for instance, if you live in next to a motorway, your inner aura is going to be very very lime green because you're dr- going to be breathing in a lot of gas and a lot of a um, lot of lead into your into your body, and mm-hmm. it affects the the colour vibration C frequency. So so you can see how each layer has a message. Mm-hmm. Each layer tells you a little bit about your background sure. a little bit about what you 've been through and a little bit about how you react to situations and you know for instance, you know whether somebody is um attentive because you'll see it in their aura or if someone's really tired because you 'll see the energy venting out of gaps in the outer aura because the energy isn't there to keep it all in sure. and people get Extremely tired, or you'll see somebody who's on cannabis because the the greens go into a much more forest green on the inner aura, and it affects the blood. And those things are all shown in the aura when you take a picture. Now, when you look at your your picture, what you see is really, and you know, for me, I've never matched one of those photographs with what I see on a photograph. But that's because the actual capacity for that to pick up everything is limited. Sure. You get, you get the, the basic colors, you probably get five or six colors. Whereas, I mean, sometimes on my reports, I do up to about 50 colors. So you've got lots and lots of different component parts to what you're actually looking at. So what you're getting there, you're getting the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. You're, you're, you're looking at the very top. And when you delve down underneath it and you start looking at what's underneath it, you get all the reasons for the tip. So you start to see what's been happening, where a person's been, what they've been doing, what they've been eating, drinking, smoking, what they've been exercising. Have they been thinking? Are they spiritual? Are they articulate? Are they a language person? Are they an emotional person? What do they do with their life? So the aura is a a little storybook.
0: It is.
1: It is. And it's like, an the record for that person while they're living so a lot of the energy is stored in this energy that's around us in this frequency if we can learn to interpret it and if we can learn to interpret it we don't need to be fearful of anything do we we can be relaxed we can see if people are straight whether they're lying whether they're being authentic with us and my aim is to teach people how to interpret this energy show them how to see it how to interpret it so we can all live in peace together without feeling that we're scared of anybody because that's really why I'm here.
0: Yeah. Hey, you <laughs> said a mouth mouthful like, uh, yeah, living in peace together. Uh, I was just uh, actually, it's, it's it's interesting you say that I was just before we got on the call, I was just thinking about the state of the United States, the country, the 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 okay. state of the mental state, the emotional state. The state of yep. fear, all of these these mass shootings um, and and they that they're not willing to change the gun laws to, to, you know. Make it more difficult for for people with emotional or mental challenges, getting their hands on them and, and all that, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And it just it, it's like it's there's so there's such a lack of trust in this country. There's such a lack of trust. And so with you speaking about, you know, uh, seeing this, you know, within each other, thus coming to that place of peace with each other. Yes. It's it's so, it's so, yes, yes to that.
1: See, Jeffrey, when we live from a fear-based perspective, we never, ever reach our potential. Right. Because we're so busy looking at where everything else is. (laughs) Now, if we were to understand that we're limitless, right we're abs- we we know everything there is to know because everything's happened we have an eternity to live and to actually recall everything stored within us we just got to be able to learn to tap into that frequency that vibration yeah so once we realize we're unlimited and we can do whatever we want to do and we can live in peace with people we don't have to force people we don't have to be angry hold grudges be vengeance be sad that we haven't got enough money to do whatever we want to do, as soon as you realize that those things are irrelevant, so just illusions that we're actually shown and taught and and praised for being taught it, then we can actually start to really gather some momentum and really come together and then really celebrate the fact that we are eternal beings. So those things really matter. And the more people that realize that we're limitless, that we can actually do whatever we want to do, and we have existences far outweighing this existence, then we can start to really, really make a difference to how people think because it's a small thing. It's just putting that little bit of thought into it so you can articulate it so people can understand it. Yeah. Yeah, and they can get rid of the fear and live with joy.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, from your lips to God's ears.
1: <laughs> well, I, I would never,
0: ever say that. I don't think I've got a, a direct line or nothing
1: like that. You know, it, we're, we're all connected, I think. We are. I think we oh, all... absolutely.
0: I completely yeah. believe that. You know, Yeah. yeah. I was just I, explaining I... that the other day. We are, We first and foremost, we are spiritual beings. We are, we are uh, an unlimited, eternal soul living in this meat bag. And we're all connected. (laughs) We're all connected to spirit. We're all connected to each other.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think we're all connected to each other. And some people you feel are are more akin to because they're on a different frequency, different vibration. And other people you feel less. But there's always an attraction. And people don't just come across each other for no reason. People come across each other because that's meant to be. That's the right timing. That's the right place to be at that moment Mm -hmm. to, to actually talk about that that thing that we all describe as love because there's never a wrong time to describe how we feel about love and each other.
0: Amen. Yes. Okay. So speaking about this with, um, uh, to the people who are listening, um, there may be some people out there who this is, you know, one of the first times they're hearing about this, but they're starting to open up and they're starting, they're here because they're starting to be curious about their own spirituality. And, you know, uh, uh, I think most of us by now have heard about, uh, well, having the spiritual senses of, let's let's say, clear sentience. When you walk into a room and you can feel that there might have been an argument or something, a disagreement or whatever, I would imagine that feeling ties to sensing that energy, the colors as well. Is that right?
1: Well, sure. Of course it could. Depends when you walk in because there's always going to be a residue. We, we have to take it to another level now, Jeffrey. Okay. Because we have to look at imprints mm-hmm. because every energy, every person, every animal, every insect, every plant has an imprint and it will leave an imprint on society or on the place they live or the place they are. Now, some imprints are huge. Some are just tiny little ant imprints, yeah. but no less significant. Everything leaves an imprint. So if you're sat in your room right now, you're leaving an imprint and somebody coming in a hundred years after you sat here, they will go, wow, I can feel this guy. who's very spiritual. And that'll be your imprint that you've actually put onto your surroundings. Yeah. So every imprint has a color signature. And every imprint, and we can start looking at things that are are way beyond anyone's imagination when we start talking this way, because those imprints are little trails, are little breadcrumbs that people lay down to show us where certain energies are and certain things happen. And there's so much we don't know about life. We don't know what, um, what these residue energy signatures are. We know they exist. Mm -hmm. We know we can walk into one. We can walk into one and and feel it really strongly. But also we don't know what else is out there in the sentient form because there are different. I mean, I was doing something the other day and really you might find this really fascinating. But I was watching um, some footage of a creature walking through the woods Um, up in Washington, D.C., right? They were walking through this wooded area, and it was allegedly a Bigfoot. Okay. Right? But it wasn't a picture of Bigfoot. It was the energy signature of Bigfoot, the heat signature, yeah? And nobody could see it with the naked eye, but what they caught it was with the shadow. So there was a, a light behind it, and you could see the shadow stretching across the creek, But you couldn't actually see it with the naked eye, but you could catch it on a heat-sensitive camera. So you've got the energy signature on the heat sensor. You've got the light going through the shadow. And you've got this animal creature, sentient life form, on the actual footage. So we're looking at a creature that can cloak itself, that is invisible. Okay, now think of the implications of there being sentient life forms on this planet that are invisible to our detection. Wow. It's a start to work out that there's a lot of things that we don't know that doesn't allow us to make the right choices about what's going on. Right. So so we we're only when we're in possession of the right knowledge Can we make the right conclusions? So we can shift down lots of different avenues, can't we? We can go into poltergeist or we can go into um, lots of different things, you know, shadow ghosts or all this sort of stuff. But the chances are there could be different sentient life forms that are invisible to us and that we can only see them by their energy, their heat in their body. Now, if that's the case, we're in for a real, real awakening, aren't we? because we're going to start to recognize through our technology that these creatures have been ex- coexisting with us peacefully for thousands and thousands of years and it explains so much of the mystery oh, of
0: things we don't know isn't that the truth wow <laughs> you know i was uh i saw s- i was watching one documentary about the the bigfoot or the yeti or or sasquatch what who it- whichever culture calls it whatever and yep. and somebody's hypothesis was that they were interdimensional and they could you know they they were able to you know move through different layers of different dimensions okay whatever um but that kind of makes sense with what you're saying about cloaking themselves in a way that we just don't see it <laughs> yeah yeah Yeah. And, and who's to say
1: that I'm right or wrong, because I'm I'm not going to say I've got the definitive knowledge because that person could be right. They could be interdimensional time travelers that shift through time. And just as you are about to see them off, they go to the next dimension. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's possible, isn't it? It's not beyond belief. Right. But, but the definitive areas of this particular species could be that they can change their molecules, their atoms, yeah. So they're on a different frequency, so we can't see them. Makes, and, makes sense. And yeah, and they can hide themselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, we there's never ever been a big deadfoot found li- alive, have they? They never found one dead, you know, after Bones, passed, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So there's never been any definitive proof that they exist apart from the Giflin and whatever name film that was in 1967 where they filmed this well it may be it may not be but it's up for debate and yeah. it still is after all these years but the fact is the thing is these creatures are very likely going to exist but they're going to lift outside our spectrum
0: interesting
1: yeah we could talk about shapeshifting and all oh sorts my goodness of things. okay yeah. so <laughs> i was actually
0: just going to go with that so um in the same vein of the paranormal okay um um Right now, Paranormal is quite hot. you know there are a ton of paranormal shows ghost hunters, investigators um you have people going into you know old um sanitariums and um tuberculosis, you know old school where thousands of people died and and it's and they're catching all of this unusual anomalies with shadow figures and and whatnot so through all of this I'm watching this. Um it makes me, and I've walked into places and I sense I sense stuff everywhere I go, right, But it makes me wonder, it is is what they're picking up in there? Is it conscious, do you think, or is it more of the the recording in space and time?:
1: So is it sound tape recording? You know, which people do say, you know, you've got the stone tape theory where energy soaps into the buildings and goes into the floors and the walls and something releases it. You know, like you get in the Scooby-Doo cartoons, you get the lightning and then all of a sudden you've got this ghost figure come out. Um, yes. that's, the, uh, like, that's the basic stone tape theory. Or is it sentient? Well, yes. I think it's a combination of both. Okay. I, I think the best way to investigate a haunted building is take your shoes and socks off. And use your feet for psychometry, right? Because your feet are the most sensitive part of you, okay? I never see these guys and girls do this, right? I see them walking in in their big boots and they've got leather wellies on and all that sort of stuff. I think take your shoes and socks off because that floor is going to be like a little time capsule that has psychometry all into it. So the stone tape theory says that the energy is in the floor. Go and feel it. Go and use the things that are closest to the floor and feel that energy. That's what I was doing in 2000 when I was um, the resident medium of Ghost House UK. We were doing all that stuff then. And it was fascinating stuff. And we found a lot of things and we made communication with spirit, which also suggests it's sentient. Now, when I was in Ghost House, we actually came across a shadow figure. Now, a shadow ghost or a shadow figure is the negative energy that's left behind when someone transcends the spirit. So you think about it over a lifetime, you accumulate all this negative energy in your soul, Sure, right? When you transcend that negative energy has no place with you because you're going to figure out maybe past judgment over yourself or you're going into a different realm of pure energy. You know, you're pure plasma energy, aren't you? Yeah. So this negative energy gets thrown away. It's almost like it gets, there's no use for it. It can't rise up. So it stays. So you get these little balls of dust, you know, like the Scooby cartoons where you get, you know, you know that, that figure that's got that cloud of dust around the head all the time, wherever yeah. they go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what you get. And you get these little, Areas of negative energy that if people walk into them, they get very emotional and very, very drained and very down. And people wonder why they get affected in these places. It's because the places where people haven't been for, for years, for centuries, this energy just resides. No time just stays there. And it just has its emotional effect on people. So, so-, so it affects people within themselves. And you see their auras change. You watch them, they they walk in, they'll be happy, they'll be excited that they're going on a, I don't like the word ghost, but they're going on an imprint imprint hunt or whatever they're going on, right? And they walk in and they go, oh my God. Then they just burst into tears because they've got all these negative feelings through their life and they don't know what to do with it. It's because they're not prepared. They haven't done their research. They don't understand what they're actually doing. They're just there because they're curious. Right. Now, being curious is a great thing. Right. But it's also dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. So do and research the areas that you're going into. Know what you're going into. Know what's happened in those areas. And be expecting negative energy when you get in there because these little balls of energy, they hide in the corners. They, They go into old buildings and old places where they won't get disturbed. They don't really want to be shown anything. So it's that that actually creates the issues.
0: How would one then prepare for that?
1: Well, I think knowledge is a great way of preparing. Okay. So you, you go and talk to somebody who's an experienced uh, medium, mm-hmm. experienced investigator, somebody that's been curious and curious enough to go and learn and go and experience the things that you might experience. mm mm-hmm. Be prepared to have that experience. Um, I'm not somebody that says you've got to put yourself in a ball of light and stretch it around you and pull it out because everyone has an individual thing. Yeah, right. I mean, I worked for a medium once who put himself in a banana before he went on stage. Yeah, And that was his way of doing what he had to do. Now, yeah, we took the mic and, and stuff like that. But, you know,
0: fair enough.
1: That's yeah, where you are. Sure. Now, Whatever works. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and th- that's very true. So whatever works for you, but don't be ignorant. Sure. Don't go in there without knowing what the consequences could be and be prepared to know how to reserve and move out and keep your thoughts very close to where you are, because your thoughts are what those entities pick up on. Your energy is what they particularly see. And so they see things that we don't even know is there. They see us as just this ball of energy, this sentient ball of energy. So you've got to be really aware that your energy is something that is pretty much, you know, on, o- on offer. Come so on. you you can come out of those places like you would in a, a negative hall with people that are, are non, you know, they're, they're just there to criticize, feeling really drained. So be aware oh, yeah, of that. Yeah. It. yeah
0: yeah yeah with respect to okay as we're talking about you know somebody coming out feeling drained like that okay but but let's take away the the paranormal investigating part of it let's let's it's just in a in a, a day of life, a bad day at the office, an okay. argument with your significant other uh an argument with your kids uh you know like you're just having a down day, and nothing okay. seems to be going right okay, so with respect to your colors, your aura, you know, yep. you're probably feeling pretty down. You're probably feeling pretty muddy and icky and ucky, um, you know, with, I, I've heard of color therapy. So okay. what do you have anything to say about color therapy with regard to proactively lifting yourself in out of that emotional lower state? And, you know, okay.
1: Jeffrey, you don't know me well enough. I have something to say about everything. I love it then. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right? But uh, I will state that it is my opinion and what I've come to understand in my own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing is I would say that we're drawn to the clothes we wear. Right. So the clothes we wear matches our mood. You're in a gray T-shirt and a red top right okay. there's, there's not it's not a coincidence you've put those clothes on today because it matches how you see your colors at this okay. moment so so underneath you're very private and very individual and you don't like to talk too much about you and on the surface you want to be flamboyant and give out and that's how you feel today all right okay okay right but the the fact is that we actually can pick our moods up by wearing different colors even if we wear a, a yellow scarf round a black t-shirt you know, we can actually that little ray of sunshine and we can keep that in our pocket. We can keep a little color chart in our pocket just to look at, just to brighten us up because, you know, yellows and greens and things seem to make us feel better because we're used to green grass and yellow sun. And that's how we feel. Sure. But, but the, the fact is, I would always say to people that there is no color therapy that changes the way that you feel, okay. but there is music therapy which actually taps into your vibration of your frequency and lifts your moods. So for instance, if you want to feel down and you want to feel sort of dropping into a sadness, because you just broken up with a a significant other partner, then you play Simon and Garth Uncle bridge over troubled waters. Oh yeah. Because, because that gets in that your mood, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you want to be a happy soul, then you go on and you look at side playing the, Whatever song it was, you know, with that dance, you know, crazy. There is music that actually matches your mood, Mm -hmm. and music can change your mood. So anybody that's having a bad day, okay, first of all, acknowledge it's a tough day Mm -hmm. because you've got to be kind to yourself, Mm -hmm. really. If you're not kind to yourself, not many people are going to be, but be kind to yourself. Then have a playlist. Have a playlist that can actually bring you out. So you can have a couple of sad songs then then start up up in the up in the momentum yeah bring in some happy songs and yeah you can dip, you can dip back into it if you want to and have another sad song if you want to have a good cry but look at how the vibrational frequency of music changes your aura because it changes you watch you watch you watch a crowd of people at a concert they're there oh. their anticipation now when that band starts, say the Food Fighters, right? Yeah, if you've yeah. ever seen the Food Fighters, food fight, amazing, aren't they? Nirvana, yes. anything like that. It lifts and the atmosphere feels like you can actually squeeze it, doesn't it? It mm-hmm, crackles, mm-hmm. you yeah? know? You sort totally. of twist it. Yeah. That's no coincidence. That's because the vibration of the sound is changing the actual feelings of the people and their energy becomes this great rainbow of conjoined energy that just gives everyone a lift. Yeah. Now, now the reason musicians suffer so much with depression is because they can't replicate that situation off stage. Oh. On stage, they're great. You, know, you think what well, a lift. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Two hours of total, you know, saturation of color. Super yeah. Super. Around you. Yeah. With the vibrations and stuff. You come off stage. Whoa, where's it gone? Yeah. So so music is. That part of you that can be stimulated in order to start mending and breaking out some of the yellows, some of the oranges, some of the lovely crystal blues, Mm -hmm. because your mood changes and you can try it yourself. If you're listening now and you feel down, Go and get your favorite music. Keep it. You know, you, you can do playlists these days. You can keep it all for
0: you. Have different playlists for different moods. It's so true. It, you know, as you're talking about this, you know, I, I just went through a, a a horrifying divorce about four years ago. It was okay. awful. Is there a, awful. Is there,
1: a, is there any other type?
0: <laughs> I, I, it was uh, Yeah. Well, was, I guess my first one. So I, I, I hope I never experience it again ever. Yeah, your only um, one, but you're right. I had a divorce playlist. I had this playlist that was sad and gloomy and I sobbed and cried and sobbed and cried. And then I have a playlist that is all my in spirit. It's all spirit playlist. And, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I go into that and just like. Yeah. And, and it lifts you, doesn't it? Oh, does it ever? Mm-hmm. Straight away. So what you've got is an instant
1: change to who you are mm-hmm. straight away. And if you want to feel down, well, then feel down. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't let don't it all out. It. Yep. Yeah. Don't reject how you feel. But your aura will reflect how you feel. Yeah. It will show how you feel. And if I was to see you while you were going for your divorce, your aura would be really tight and it'd be oh, self-protective. Totally. It'd, be, it'd be like, don't come near me and don't tell me that you're a solicitor or you're a lawyer. Don't want to know. Yeah. We I mean, don't come and ask me these awkward questions. Yes, And it would be very inappropriate to actually come and talk to you at that moment because it would be, it would be wrong. <laughs> but once you've come out of it and you see this life after divorce and you start, Becoming more signed into a new relationship, and the Mm -hmm. joy of that relationship is so much easier, so much simpler because all the complications have gone, and life becomes wow. when didn't I do this years ago? Yeah. Then you can actually feel the joy of being able to understand what it's like to be without that joy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: But until you know what it's like to be without joy, very rare do you appreciate
0: the absolute amazing feeling that joy is in life. it's so true and you know and you come out of it with all of this extra knowledge all of this extra knowledge about who you are and what happened in there and what not to do next time and what to avoid next time and you know what to embrace next time and all of this extra knowledge just sets you up a little bit a little bit higher a little bit stronger and and and, I, I often laugh because I'm
1: I'm married again. Yeah, this is my second wife, and I always say to my wife now I say I wish we'd have met first because we'd have been really happy. But that may not be the case because yeah. second relationships work better because you got more knowledge.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so, yeah. Looking back, I've always since I've felt since I have felt grateful for those two big relationships previously. Because of all the knowledge and all the self awareness and this self realization that I've gained within myself that's set me stronger. And, you know, we all have traumas to work through childhood trauma and, and uh, all of that. So, yeah. But as a
1: medium, as a medium, Jeffrey, you know, when you're on stage or you're working with people, that empathy you get. From understanding, yes. because you don't know, but you understand, can't you? Totally is is such an amazing thing because you you're literally with the person. Yes, and oh. and when you're with that person, that's the
0: best mediumship, isn't it? Gives me chills. I mean, yes, absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I'm grateful for all of those experiences, all those horrible experiences, <laughs> all of those traumas. You know, it just gave me more to relate with to yeah. the spirit world, to the people in front of me, and and sure. facilitate that healing connection
1: sure but then you're unlimited you've had mm-hmm. this you know the soul that you have will be all this knowledge all these stored characters that you've been all yeah. the ones that you're gonna be it's all in there now yep, yep. And, and and all it is is just quieting that mind down just to be able to experience it so yeah. you've got that calmness because yeah. i tell you at 18 i didn't feel calm no yeah no, I wanted to do things that weren't calm, but <laughs> totally, right. Yeah. I'm not going to go into detail, so don't push me. But, but, exactly. the, but, the, yeah, but the but the whole thing is when you grow and you get older and you start to relate to things, you start to really appreciate the peace in your head.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And and that's the bit that the calm allows you to be able to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, talking about colors again and how you see them with your physical eyes objectively. Okay. Um, you know, that happened to me, that happened to me once. I was at, uh, do you know who Suzanne Geisman is? No. Suzanne Geisman is in, she's an incredible medium. She okay. is an incredible trance medium. She channels yep. through her um, collective guides called Sanaya. Um. She's an amazing speaker, teacher, author. I mean, she's, she's the bomb, right? I um, want to know her. Oh, she's amazing. She's just amazing. And I was at an event about mm, maybe six years ago. And she was, she was up there talking about her journey, her mediumship. She went through the first leg of her life up until, oh, I don't know. Let's say 40, 45. She retired from the military. She was a, she was a, a high, high level, super left brained, um, military person. and she came out of it and had the experience of losing her stepdaughter. and it that was her shift, that was the the nature, the the impetus of her shift. um So here she is. She was out there up on the stage talking about her experiences and then she started to do a session channeling Sanaya. So she goes in a trance and I was standing at the back of the room, watching the hundreds of people in front of me. And her on stage in front of them. And all of a sudden. It was like I went into my own chance trance in a way because everything looked like a haze of pink. And the higher it was like towards the ceiling, the brighter pink it became like magenta E and then turned into a little bit of a lighter, like whitish magenta E and so so I was watching this with just fasc- fascination, with my eyes wide open. And there were certain people within this mix of hundreds of people where they had a column of light beaming from them straight up. Okay. And there were probably, I don't know, maybe maybe two or three dozen out of the hundreds. Sure. Um, and I just found that to be so fascinating. For me, it felt like those people that I saw the columns of light from it felt like they were like, uh, well, I suppose for lack of other words, right now, really super spiritual. You know, I mean, like really wide open and just okay. like totally connected okay. and dialed in, co- connected to spirit.
1: What do you mean really that? Easy. Yeah, it's frequency. Yeah. people are on the right frequency it's no it's no coincidence that people get drawn to the same events sure. or to mm-hmm. the same people because yeah. some people have got charismatic personalities mm-hmm. some people are able to communicate and they are leaders they are people that you'll start to see more and more coming into yep. our view you know while we watch and watch them sort of pave the way they're the the rock face ones aren't they the ones that work at the coal face. you know chipping away at the new knowledge and yeah. bringing us new knowledge and under understanding new knowledge that takes us away from some of the old ways of thinking. So this lady sounds like she's one of the, the new workers, one of the new ways of thinking. And she has this way of drawing to her people that are curious about who they are.
0: Yes, definitely. So,
1: so you get these people all together in the same room. They all got magenta and they got columns of light around them. That is no coincidence because they're drawn. know, It's like the law of attraction. You yes. actually draw in the energy that you are actually thinking. It's the same thing with soulmates and stuff like that. Where if you have a bad experience, you'll draw that into you. You know that will mm-hmm. just be drawn in. So soulmates aren't always a good thing. But when you come to like-minded people, they will always find a way of connecting to other like-minded people yes. because it's a very very lonely existence unless you've got someone to stand up. One person, all it takes. One person to say this is what I see. Yeah. And then you get another 20 stand up behind and go, I see the same thing. Yeah. But they weren't prepared to say it because they didn't want to be ridiculed. Oh, so, yeah. so what you've got is, I you mean, know, I, and I will always have an utmost respect for people that work in this way because they are, the people that actually paved the way for people to be able to stand up and say, I see that too. I experience that too. And the more people that we can get up and stand up and say, yes, I can see an aura. I can see a a light shaft. I can see that magenta pink, you know, rising to the ceilings. Mm -hmm. I've had this out of body experience. I know that we're not, you know, conditioned to be in our bodies for all our lifetimes. So the more you get that out there, the more, we can actually work with people that are accepting of us and we don't have to get through all the negative questions before we can get to the real teaching questions. Totally.
0: Totally. Okay. And well, and, and it's also normalizing it. You know, it's, it's, there's this, when you're, when you're voicing, you know, uh, it reminds me, I was at a spiritual convention in 2008 in Hawaii okay. and we did that. There were, I think 250 of us. We were in this big room. We did this, whatever meditation we did, during this meditation in my mind's eye i saw natives surrounding us in a big circle okay. doing their native hawaiian dance you know like they would like you would see it at a luau soda you know what i mean had their mm-hmm. like their the grass skirts and that that native garb and um and tiki torches you know and now while i was this was very new to me in 2008 So I thought I naturally thought I was imagining this, you know, making this up. And until somebody behind me said, did anybody else see all of the natives around us doing the dance? And I was I stood up and I was like,
1: oh, wow. Yeah. Gives you the power, doesn't it? Straight away. Does it ever? Absolutely. And and what you're experiencing to go full circle in such a way is an imprint. You're seeing the energy imprint of what's happened in there before yeah so you've actually got your frequency up to a level where you can experience everything happening at once. yeah, so you're watching the whole thing all just robust. And oh my it's gosh, all this
0: energy. yeah, it's so amazing. It gives me chills talking about it yeah just hearing you talk about it. yeah, it's it's so amazing. I love spirit so much I can hardly stand myself
1: <laughs> yeah but, but this is this is great because first of all, right, we love spirit, yes. and let's face it, we wouldn't do what we do just because we do it because we've got a passion for it i'm i'm certainly very passionate about what i do and how i do it and how i manage to just change a little bit of the perception of what we know and i'm very passionate about that but i'm also very passionate about allowing people to question to actually ask and to be intelligent about it so not bury your heads you know just talk about you know things like energy shifts and yeah, imprints and all that sort of stuff. We haven't got to be scared of it. We just right. got to know about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and once we know about it, we can embrace it. Just like what you did. Um, it's what they were talking about. Um, was it um a couple of people were talking about ayahuasca back in the eighties? You know, yeah. and ayahuasca was like this miracle leaf and root, wasn't it? That we could all take and have this real hypnotic journey into into outer space, and we could go and meet our own. You know things that were wrong in our lives and come back totally. fixed and yep. Yep. Become, become me. And ayahuasca was the big thing, wasn't it? You know, I mean, it mm-hmm. really was. Um, Ray Wilson and people like that talking about it in depth and their experiences. And
0: about like, you, I tried it. I loved it. I, you know, couldn't wait for more. I, I mean, haven't tried it yet, but it is on my list of things to do. That is for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just uh, an experience, mm-hmm. and and what it does, it just allows you to be molded into the whole experience. Yeah. Because anything that can add to the experiences that you've actually had will allow you to be a bit more empathetic towards somebody else 100%. to share to give that insight to communicate it, and that's why we do things like something super spiritual because mm-hmm. we're allowed to talk about it with no restriction. Yes, no one's going to censor what we talk about here, which no. is whoa. You know, that's you know, I'm always very careful on my podcast not. Not to think, well, I'm censored because if I go on the the mainstream TV channels, I can't talk about Bigfoot or mediumship yeah. and yeah. things like that. Yeah, so so I know that there's an outlet for people that are really interested in this stuff, and yeah. they all sort of gravitate towards shows like yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's exactly why I'm doing it. Talk about let's
1: yeah. talk about it all. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you, know, you you name it. I've been interested in everything since yeah. I can remember. Yeah, yeah. I'm sixty years old now. I'm going to say it very quietly, right, but I actually have all this interest, and my interests are not only getting faster, they're getting more frequent, so I'm actually learning more now than what I did in my forties, and
0: yeah, right
1: I'm so fascinated by it, and I, I can't get enough of it to understand it
0: Completely. and to
1: really be able to find out okay let's let's use it, let's yeah. think about it, to bring people together, and yeah. that's really what we should all be about. We should all be about
0: understanding. 100%. Bring people together. Yeah. You said something earlier that rang a bell. We were talking about the auras, obviously. When you're out and about, uh, and this has happened to me, not many times, but it's happened to me in a way that I I noticed it, I questioned it, I wondered if I was making it up, and it was also something that I knew that I would never know the result of. Um, But when you see... When you see people that are sick, ill, um, and and maybe even terminally, you know, they might have, um, they might be out with, you know, a, a stage four level cancer or something. Sure. Um, h- how does that look to you? I have walked out and I've been around people where somebody would pass me and I felt this or I, I felt like in my, the corner of my eye, I saw what looked like, um, Well, I don't want to say black, but I mean, like a charcoal, charcoal grayish, just, you know,
1: like a a misty pearl gray.
0: Okay. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's really what this is. Okay. And people have different levels. Everyone has a little bit of something, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Regardless. Yeah. I mean, or the capacity to have a little bit of that energy. And it's normally sort of related to lifestyle, where we live, what we do, and some of it hereditary. But yeah, you come across that and I see that around people. And yeah, you know, it's part of being able to be human. You right. know, the bit that I worry about is when I go out and I don't see these things around people because I'm thinking, hang on, I can see that person, but they've got a white aura. What does that mean? Right. You know, because that's more surprising to me. And I've actually, you know, played alien spotting quite a lot because Ooh. when I know it sounds exciting, doesn't it? But I tell you, when you're in a crowd of people and everyone's got their own color mix going on and you get this guy walk through and he's got no colors, he's just got this white outer aura and you're thinking no orange, what's going on, right? You start to actually go into things that you know that there are different types of entities walking amongst us. Now, in some ways, it is so, so amazing because your eyes pop up and you go, wow, I love to know what's going on here. Right. And the other ways, you're scared because you don't want to be too close. You know, right. So you're getting all this mix of race of emotion and fear and all that sort of stuff. And then you've got your curiosity. So, so you have to sort of start to, and this first happened to me when I was 18, sitting in a hotel lobby in London, England. And I was sat on this chair in reception, and there was this guy, he looked 40, he was reading the newspaper, but there's something about him and his aura was really, really, it was like a whitish sort of yellowish color. So in my imagination, in my thoughts, I said, if you are not human, please scratch your nose. (laughs) I was 18, you remember this, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: As soon as I said that, the paper went down, and he went like (sighs) that. Right. He scratched his nose. Oh, all right. oh my gosh. Right. I know. Okay. Yeah. And I, I ran. Right. I ran as fast as I could the other way because I wasn't ready for that experience. Wow. But I knew it was someone that was walking amongst us that was actually looking like us, but wasn't one of us. Now, Now, I've repeated that experience a few times since then without running. Normally they run from me now, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, because I, I I want to talk to them, yeah, I want to get close, yeah. And I had I was in Malta, I was doing a conference in Malta, talking to people about auras and all this in the Mediterranean. And now Malta is a huge undersea base for for UFOs and stuff like that. There's loads of them around. And I was walking through Valletta, you know, the little square in Valletta, which is the capital of Malta. And this little lady, you yeah, know, very small lady, just walked. I looked at her, and she looked at me. Right, I sort of yeah. And she curtsied, smiled, then her face went really stern, and she went. I thought you're an extraterrestrial. <laughs> <right>? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we you get those experiences, and, and on know, yeah, one of the best places. I, I I can't wait to come to LA by the way, because LA is like full of stuff like this. But another good place is on the tube. Yeah, like on the um, oh yeah, yeah. Oh my word, some of the experiences you get there and some of the people that you actually see. Now some of them are just freaks. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. Not, not being funny, but some of them are yep. just people that like to dress differently and yep. have different parts of their anatomy covered in different things. You know, fair <laughs> yes, <enough>. yes. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. As you as you may well be aware. But but we had one experience with a little um little guy. He was only five foot six. He was bald head. He had his eyebrows tattooed on right? So he had no hair on his body and this was quite alarming, but his aura was slightly bottle orange. So if you like a diluted orange, Mm -hmm. it was really close to his body and it wasn't expanding out. So I turned to my wife who was sat there next to me. I said, alien. And as soon as I said that he was off the train, you know, the train stopped, the doors opened, and he was gone. But I didn't have a chance to take a picture, which I would have loved to have done. But, that was a guy that was traveling on the underground that day. And I'm absolutely convinced he wasn't terrestrial. He was extraterrestrial, but really interesting encounters. Yeah.
0: So uh, speaking of that, then um, uh, we've heard many stories about people who have lived through an accident that they shouldn't have. And they remember somebody being there that who disappeared and they, they are convinced that this was an, an earth angel or an angel that stepped in to help them do whatever uh, you, I know they're out there. So what do you, have you seen them? What do they look like? I, I paint angels. Oh, you do. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. I've got, you know, hundreds of paintings I, I used for my charity and I raffle them off uh, children's hospice. But I actually made a deal with the angels to paint over a million pictures. So I'm getting through them. And and it's that sort of thing that triggered my understanding of where they are. They're certainly extraterrestrial. They're certainly, you know, alien, if you like. Mm-hmm. They are pure energy which mm-hmm. is a you know a real force for good, a real force for, for power and understanding and helping and being there. And also they seem to have this interdimensional feel about them. So they're actually able to read thoughts. So you know yourself, thoughts are, are living entities, aren't they? You send a thought out, you don't know where it's going to go, and you don't know where your thoughts come from. You think they come from you, but, oh, yeah, we could debate that, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So being mediums, we both know that they come from up there, don't they? So so angels are almost like mediators. Now, when I first saw my angels, they were spiraling down. They were like in a in a spiral, like you get those um staircases, they're spiraling down and they were little, little thin with wings and little heads, and they were bright blues and bright oranges and reds and greens, and they'd all come down in their thousands there'd be big 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 spirals a bit like you know when you see the the starlings flying yeah when they they all whoosh up and they all whoosh down yeah it was like that it was like this great big flock of angels all coming down and i always um wanted to communicate so me being me would ask the question and they said well you help us make people aware of us and what we'll do for you is connect some of the energy to you while you're doing mediumship so really, it was almost like this mutual, I explain to people who angels are, and that they're a force for good, mm-hmm. and they will help me draw the the energy from the soul, or from the imprint, or from mm-hmm. wherever, so I can make those connections. And when I'm standing doing mediumship, what I get, I get a, a real bright light on the person that needs the message. So I'm very fortunate. Okay, it's a natural ability. I I don't particularly go around telling people too much about it because I think if I'm doing it, I'm doing it. If I'm not doing it, I don't really want to be talking about it. But but when you're actually on stage and you've got this spotlight on somebody, you can just go and give them the information. You haven't got to speak to them. You haven't got to ask them questions. You just tell them what you get and you move on to the next one. And that's how I work as a medium. I, I don't really like engaging with people. I don't want them to talk to me. I don't want to it's like here's the information if you want to come talk to me afterwards i'm in the foyer yeah yeah and me and my, my wife Alison, we've spent three four hours after shows in the foyer oh, yeah. just talking to people that's because beautiful. they're yeah because that's what you're there for you're totally. not there to, to do anything else you're there to make sure that people understand life after life yeah, yeah. so Angels and me and us, we, we help each other. So the energy is pure, pure love, pure vibrational. Yes. And I just think they are extraterrestrial beings that just produce and, and project love everywhere. So the more people that know that, the better the world is that they've got these angels. In fact, I you mean, know, I call my book, here's my book, right? Angels on my on our side, because oh. I love angels that much. Because when when we actually write books and I write about stuff, I always want people to be able to relate to what angels are and that yes. they're with you, they're yes. on your side. Yes. And I wanted to be able to show people that anyone can have that energy because that's what they actually exist for, is yeah. to be a, an absolute power for good in people's lives. And I bet you most people, if I asked you right now, I don't want to turn the tables by the way, but it's if okay, I said deal. to you... Tell me the angel experiences that you've had. We would have quite a long conversation, wouldn't
0: we? Oh, absolutely. It's how I started out. I, I was starting out with old school Doreen Virtue back in you know two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and that's how I learned. You know, it was my it was my initiation into spirit. So I have a I have a really deep connection with the angels. See, um, so yeah, lots of common ground there, Jeffrey. Totally. Yeah,
1: yeah. You yeah. may be a different generation to where I started, mm-hmm. but. We still have the same values and the same ideas and the 100%. same ways of, of wanting to reach people because we had angelic experiences.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's amazing! Doesn't that tell you something? I mean, mm-hmm. you're in, you know, LA. Yeah, you're in America. San Francisco, San Francisco, San yeah. Francisco. Oh, mm-hmm. right. Okay, sorry to swear. That's right, the- you're you're in you're <laughs> in San Francisco. Okay, yeah. and yeah. and you've got this this you know this lovely sort of part of you. I'm sat here on the east coast of England. You know, quite a few miles away. But we have the same things in common. Totally. Now, you tell me that that's not a coincidence. Mm-mm. Okay. Because I don't believe it. If someone nope. said to me that's something that some people have come to independently. You know, you've know, you come to your beliefs independently. I've come to my beliefs independently. And yet we agree on how those things were. And we're both strong enough characters to say if we don't because yeah, I can yeah. see your aura. I yeah. know you're a strong enough character because if you don't agree with something, you're going to say it because that's just you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so and, and me too. So we're strong enough to stand up for what we believe in and defend it. And also to encourage people to go and investigate it, but we're not going to impose our views. We're yeah. just going to share exactly.
0: and yes. show people.
1: Yeah. yeah. We're going to put a spotlight on it and say, go and have a look. This yeah. is worth looking at. This is yes. worth evaluating. Make your own decisions. Make your own mind up. Yeah. If you want to talk to me, come and talk to me. I've got time for everyone. Yeah. But here you are. Have a go. Have a look. See yes. what you find. And and then see where you
0: are. Ah, oh, Dominic, this has been one of my favorite hours. I mean, Thank this you. has just been like... um. You, you had me at, I mean, look at it. We've been talking for an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> no time. No time. And, and I'm not even like, I'm, 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 this is the tip of the iceberg. I still have so many questions. <laughs> well, we can do it again some sometime uh, in the future. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would love that. So, so on that note, how, what would you like to say to the listeners who have heard us talking about all this spiritual spirituality the experiences the experiences with auras colors energy music you know how what would you like to part depart uh leave the leave the listeners with so if i can spit it out
1: well first of all i'd like to say thank you for listening because sometimes to stay with somebody and be able to listen to it all the way through is a real privilege so i really really feel honored to be able to do that um the second thing is that discover your own way find your own way forward Allow the information to come in and then you assess it. You use it to make your own assessments. So you know what's authentic and what isn't authentic and stay with the authentic, stay with the things that resonates with you and be authentic to what you know inside, because everything you've ever known is inside of you. So if it's inside of you now, the only way you're going to access that is by being curious and then being silent. So, allow yourself to be taught by yourself because I don't think we're taught by spirit guides. I think we're taught by us because we've experienced those things. We are our own spirit guides. So when we connect, we're connecting to our soul. So go out there, enjoy. There's a reason you're listening to this show tonight. Go out there, enjoy your spirituality, celebrate it, spread love and enjoy. Never ever think of life any other way apart from enjoyment. Have fun being you, and that way you'll learn.
0: Dominic, thank you so much for being here. It's okay. I can't wait to invite you back.
1: Okay, well, we'll do that.
0: <laughs> and uh, everybody that's listening, we'll leave you with our love and we'll talk to you again so- shortly. Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste. Namaste.